Hey Blackbirds, it is Sarah back again with another mini-sode and I believe today's mini-sode is our 25th so that's exciting and um, next week we will have our 50th full-length episode coming up for you guys and that's really exciting too so I hope that you stay tuned for that and um, and I hope that you get a little bit of information out of today's mini-sode. So what we're discussing today is uh, news that just came out of Manhattan, New York. Um, so, you know, not too far away from where I am uh, from the district attorney's office. So Cyrus Vance Jr., who is the Manhattan D.A., uh, said on Wednesday that the DA's office in Manhattan will no longer prosecute um, any prostitution or sex work uh, cases. So essentially what that means is it is still against the law to, you know, work in that industry. Um, and of course, it is still against the law to purchase sex. But... What he wants to do is he wants to, you know, when they get arrested for this particular crime, um, the 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 sex workers themselves, not the Johns, he doesn't want to prosecute them. Um, he feels as though it is uh, disproportionately affecting LGBTQ and other minority groups, um, because that's generally who m mostly is in the sex trade. Not only this, but he is also requesting the dismissal of more than 900 cases that have to do with this particular crime, dating back to the 1970s. And he has moved to dismiss another 5,000 cases, which are related to New York's anti-loitering statute, which Governor Cuomo had repealed in February. D.A. Vance said, quote, by vacating warrants, dismissing cases and erasing convictions for these charges, we are completing a paradigm shift in our approach, end quote. Prior to this the um, DA's office had a policy to dismiss prostitution cases after the individual who had been charged had completed five counseling sessions with particular service providers. So now what is going to happen going forward is that the Human Trafficking Response Unit will file formal paperwork declining to prosecute and then will inform the individual who had been arrested about voluntary services. So they're no longer making it mandatory for them to go through these counseling sessions, but are making it purely voluntary and hoping that because it will be a voluntary thing and there's not going to be any repercussions, they're hoping that this will implore these individuals to actually take them up on these offers and potentially try to get out of the life if that's what they are willing to do. According to NPR, the district attorney's office said it had identified 5,994 cases 
that dated back to 1976, which involved an open bench warrant as well as a top charge of either prostitution, unlicensed massage, or loitering for the purpose of prostitution, which under uh, New York state law are all misdemeanors. Of those, 878 are prostitution cases and 36 are related to unlicensed massage. And the remaining 5,080 listed the top charge as loitering for the purpose of prostitution. And D.A. Vance has asked the court to dismiss all of those. He has said that his office has not prosecuted that crime since 2016 and noted it was removed from the state's penal code earlier this year. So this this new procedure is not going to absolve uh, people who are in the sex trade of other crimes that they may have committed. However, it is going to ease the the load uh, for people who maybe were thrust into these situations unwillingly and are it's going to try to help them get out of it if that is what they want to do. Um, a lot of these women and, and men, there are men in the sex trade as well, um, are are in it because they were forced into it or they are part of um, unfortunately, human trafficking. And this is going to try to help those people and not prosecute them for something that they shouldn't be prosecuted for. Again, it is still on the books as a criminal act to do these things, aside from loitering. Um, that one was taken off. But uh, prostitution and unlicensed massage are still criminal acts so they can be arrested for these things it's just that the da's office will no longer be prosecuting these particular cases um and of course the johns are still you know they can still be arrested they can still be charged they can still be prosecuted um as well as obviously the people who are running the human trafficking rings and and things like that and this isn't just happening in Manhattan. It is happening in other jurisdictions uh, in New York, as well as other states. So again, according to NPR, and I will put the um, the link to this article in the show notes, but um, Brooklyn's DA uh, said in January that he would dismiss more than 1,000 prostitution-related warrants from the last five decades. And since taking office in 2018, apologies for that vehicle, <laughs> since taking office in 2018, Philadelphia's district attorney uh, also has decided not to charge sex workers with prostitution if the individual has fewer than two convictions. And state's attorney Marilyn Mosby in Maryland announced last month that the city of Baltimore will permanently stop prosecuting prostitution, trespassing, and other minor charges. So this isn't anything specifically new to New York, um, but it is new in Manhattan. And it is seemingly taking over... Um, 
some more progressive states, which is a fantastic thing in my opinion. And uh, I would think in most of our listeners' opinions as well. Because, again, many people who get into the sex trade are not doing it willingly. They're doing it because they either have um, circumstances that that don't provide them with enough money or, or unfortunately maybe have a drug habit that they need to um, keep up with. Um, or again, they were forced into it because of a pimp or, or sex trafficking in some way, shape or form. So this is really trying to help those people. And of course, there is still a debate of whether or not sex work should be illegal. And as we know, in some other areas of the world, it actually is legal to be in the, the sex trade. That has not yet hit the United States, and I'm not sure if it ever will. Um, I mean, that is such a such a controversial issue that I'm not really sure if we'll ever get there. But it, it, it does happen in other countries, and it always makes me think of what happens in, in Amsterdam. You know, there's the red light district, and there are red light districts all over but in Amsterdam specifically, um, it is legal. Um, and these, the women who, uh, who perform these acts, who, who, who work as sex workers, um, are essentially businesswomen. So they rent out a little, you know, cubicle room kind of thing. And that's, you know, you'll see them in the windows, um, and they have alarms in there. If anything happens that the police would be there in like, seconds to take care of whatever the situation is so they always feel safe they have a specific working relationship with the police and there's also a um a kind of like clinic for them in in the the area where they can go get their um sti testing they can get their supplies and this is all covered by by the the government essentially um for them to stay safe and stay healthy and it's just a normal part of of the culture there and it's kind of amazing to see that these women are doing what they're doing and that it's not really there's no stigma around it um in that area and and I, I don't know if that would ever happen in the United States. So that's it for this mini-sode. Uh, and I really want to hear your opinions on this procedural change in the DA's office, as well as what your thoughts are about legalizing sex work. I also want to quickly throw out that Prostitution is the incorrect term when you are talking about sex workers. Prostitution is a criminal charge, so it is used in that in that way. But when we're just talking about them, um, we, we use sex work or sex workers. It is much more respectful and it doesn't have the same um, connotation as prostitute does. So please try to remember that 
when you are having these discussions. If you do have these discussions, um, I hope that you do have these discussions because that is, again, what we are here for. We're trying to open these discussions so that I just said discussions a lot um, so that people open their minds and, and, you know, get to understand what these topics are all about. So let us know. Let us know on our Instagram when we when we post about this episode. Um, I really would like to know your opinions on this matter. And so that should be it. Of course, you can find us on our bite size, B-Y-T-E-S-I-Z-E dot M-E slash Blackbird Advocacy. You can find all of our socials there as well as all of the podcast platforms that we are on, which is pretty much every one of them. So um, if you go to one, just search Blackbird and Advocacy Podcast and you'll find us. Um, please listen, rate, review, subscribe, follow us on our socials, all of that stuff, because that's how we get our voices out further to other listeners. And again, these are really important topics. So we really, really, really hope other people are getting the word that we are talking about these things so that, again, discussions can be opened and can be had about these important topics. Of course, I will put the article that I was just citing in the show notes. It is from NPR, but I will put it in the show notes. And we are coming up on our 50th episode this Friday, April 30th. So it's a week from today. We're still looking for anybody who wants to send in a 10 to 20 second clip of why you are an advocate. And it can be any reason whatsoever. And you can talk about anything you want of why you are an advocate and you can say or not say your name, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, we're going to be playing them on the podcast episode for episode 50. And if you don't feel comfortable with an audio clip, then you can just email us like a short paragraph of why you're an advocate and we will read it ourselves on the episode. So you can email that to blackbirdadvocacy at gmail.com and send us your audio clip there if you choose to do it that way as well. And um, it's going to be a really special episode. So I really hope you all tune in to that one. And we'll see if we have Dan back at some point. <laughs> He's been working so much. Um, but that's it. I don't know if you guys are tired of just hearing me and you want Dan back. Let me know. Let me know if you want Dan back. Um, <laughs> if you miss him. And uh, again, so that's it. Uh, so I hope you learned some stuff on this uh, episode. And I hope that you look further into all of the stuff that we are discussing. Until next time. Thanks. Thanks.